What's going on, y'all? Welcome to episode two of Axe of Brother Podcast. I'm Mr. Doja. I'm Dragon Wolf Tech. And today we're going to ask a brother about the 1979 greatest movie of the 70s to me, one of my favorites, The Warriors. Warriors, come on. <laughs> so right, now, hang on. Before we before, before we start talking about the, about the movie, that scene with the bottles. Has been mimicked so many times and different. I've seen it in rap songs. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it on TV, <laughs> uh, uh, TV shows, and other movies. Now, and 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 fun fact, and we'll talk about it a little bit more in detail later. That part, if you remember, there's two versions of California Love with Dr. Dre and Tupac. Yeah, and one of them was kind of like Mad Max. Yeah. Right. And they did the can you dig it? And Chris yeah. Tucker was like, man. <laughs> yeah, that was from Cyrus. Yes, sir. Oh my God. That's the in fact, that's the reason that's one reason why I remember this movie so much is because of that video. Because yeah. Chris Chris Tucker cracked me up. I remember the movie for two reasons. One is that you came out the year you was born. Yeah, that's true. Damn. And two it was a dope ass movie, and I had to sneak to see it with Denair. So, yeah, so I was—I wasn't even old enough, bro. I was—I was a kid, kid. I was oh, five. Man. But okay, but we watched that movie faithfully every time, especially when it came out on, on VHS. Well, Betamax first. Yeah, Beta first. Then VHS. See, we aging ourselves. Yeah. But when it came out, that's that's one of the first movies that we asked to get. So. Yeah. Well, and I had the book, and the the book was actually. Uh, actually quite different there the ages were they were they were younger in the book um and the uh the story of the warriors itself is based on a greek story of uh greek soldiers who are trapped behind enemy lines in persia and they had to walk back to greece so the 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 movie they're in there. The Warriors are based in, in uh, Coney Island. Yeah. And they go to a meeting. Cyrus and the Gramercy Rifts are summoning all the gangs to, to this park to listen to Cyrus give his famous speech. It was Central Park. And the Gramercy Rifts are the biggest gang, toughest gang in New York. And they're from Gramercy, Manhattan. Right. So the. The idea is all the gangs come to this place. Cyrus is going to unite the gangs and they're going to take over New York, right? Um, and when the warriors are forced to run for it to get back to Coney Island, Coney Island's not close to 
New York, but it ain't that uh, to Manhattan, but it ain't that far away either. <laughs> far enough where they had to take three trains to get there. Well, yeah, and they had and to I go think... from Manhattan to Union Station, from Union Station to Coney Island. So that's well, not a walk. Well, yeah. Well, see, and, and the other thing is, I think we think of it in terms of New York today, right? Oh, yeah. Well, because New York today, the idea of getting from Manhattan to Coney Island is probably a lot easier today than it was back then because of the frequency of the subways. The uh, they probably shut them down at the at a certain hour. You know, they didn't run as often because you look at some of the neighborhoods that these guys came through. Yeah. I, you, I, I'm, I'm betting you didn't have too many uh, security units <laughs> in those areas making sure the trains were okay. Well, well, yeah. All you had security was NYPD. But... Yeah. Well, and I mean, this is a lot of people, you know, older people know how New York used to be. Yeah. You know, and New York used to be a it was it was a hellhole, quite frankly. Certain and parts. Certain parts. parts, but I mean, you look at um, well, let's, let's stick to the Warriors. But there's a lot of movies that showed New York the way it used to be before it got cleaned up in the late '80s, early '90s. You know, um, so when we first meet the Warriors. They're all getting ready to go to their to the meeting, and they're all talking amongst themselves. And we see the different warriors. So the head warrior, the warlord, was Cleon, right? Yeah, that was a brother. That was, that was right, and he had like the the headdress on. Yeah. Um. Well, it wasn't on that headdress. More like a uh, just I don't know how you call it. It was like a turban, right? Yeah. Um. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, Cleon was the warlord. And Juan is the war chief. The main the war lieutenant. We we'll end up becoming a warlord, but we'll get to that later on. Yeah. And um, then... Um, the only other person in the group who was standout from the typical enforcers uh-huh. or typical warriors, um, soldiers, I should say, right, was... Um, Rem Remrat, who was the artist, he was a tagger. He was a tagger, yeah. And um, also Snow, who was one of the main lieutenants. Um, so he was like right up under Swan. That was the other brother, right? He was right yeah. up under Swan. So yeah. you had you had a hierarchy in the game. So right, yeah. And then you had uh, Ajax, who was. Played by James Renner. Well, oh, yeah. how do you pronounce his last name? Remar. Uh, Remar. 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 Yeah. And see, he was the thing. He was an enforcer, but he still was. He was like the top grunt in the in the, in the game. Right. Like and the, he was a hothead. So yeah, and he always wanted to fight. Exactly. That's all he wanted to do was fight. Now, of all the people in this movie, my favorite character was Lynn Thigpen, otherwise known as the DJ. Because she had the job I would probably have in that situation. Yeah. I ain't going out there with you guys. I'm just going to tell you what's up. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, um, all right, so they're, they're going to the meeting and we're introduced to the different gangs. So 
you had the uh, uh, the baseball furies is probably the one everybody remembers. Well, Those let's just who- let's let's start from the beginning. So the riffs are from Gramercy, New uh, Manhattan. Their main rivals were the Rogues, and they were from Hell's Kitchen. Right. So the Rogues are actually are, even though they're all gangs, gangsters, they are villains of the movie. Right. So, so okay, you can go ahead and continue. All right. So you have the, all right, so you have the Gramercy Rifts, you have the Rogues, and of course you have the Warriors. You have the uh, Baseball Furies. Mm-hmm. You have the Boppers, which were, I think were my favorite gang. <laughs> uh, after well, the boppers was the the black dudes that in the shiny vest. Yeah, and the 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 fedoras. Yeah, yeah. Well, the base the baseball furies were definitely the the top gang as far as what people remember about the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just like saying bopper. So <laughs> well, well, since we're gonna you know keep it on that though, but just, again, so these different gangs are from different parts of New York. Right. So, like I said, the Riffs are from Manhattan. Uh, the Rogues are from uh, Hell's Kitchen. Um, the Baseball Furies are from um, the Bronx or Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, the Boppers are from Harlem. Um, and then, who else did you mention? Oh, okay. So yeah, those are just the ones you mentioned right now. Yeah. So that's so the gangs again from all over New York, and it's. In the movie, who's named? It's twenty-one gangs, which we're not going to mention all of them. Right. But scripted on the script itself, it's over a hundred gangs. Yeah, yeah. There's. I'm looking at a list of them right now, and it's just ridiculous how many gangs are referenced in this movie. So you got gangs from Queens. You got gangs from Brooklyn. You got gangs from uh, Soho. And mm-hmm. you know, fun fact: there was actually one Asian gang. From um, um, Chinatown, yeah, yeah, yeah. called the Savage Hun was the name of their gang. Hun. So that was the only Asian gang in the whole mix of of the of the movie script. So yeah, okay. well, and like the Warriors were a pretty mixed group of people. It wasn't just like one ethnicity. It was like, yeah, you know, anybody could be a warrior as long as you're from that area. And it's a trivia. If you think about it, that's probably one of the only gangs that had mixed race that I can think of in the movie. Yeah, pretty well. Black uh, gangs, no black members. The uh, well, uh, except for the female, the Lizzies had all races in theirs. Yeah, they did. The only female gang in the movie. Yeah, because yeah, they. Um, fun fact: there was a gang called the Panzers, and they were primarily black, which is kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the um, boppers were all black. Yeah, but a, a panzer is a German tank. Ah, touche. <laughs> touche. Yeah. Okay, so, so um, again, so they go to a meeting. At the beginning of the movie, they, they, you know, they're having a conversation. It was like Cyrus doesn't want... Cyrus sent out messengers to all the gangs saying, we need to come together. Uh, it's the cops against us. We're all getting our head busted by the cops, so we need to come together and have a truce. So that's mm-hmm. the purpose of the meeting. So um, Cleon is talking to the rest of the team, talking about, okay, leave your weapons. Uh, no matter what nobody said, don't flex no muscle or nothing. We're not trying to have those problems. We're going to, you know, Cyrus is the, the king of kings as far as gangs related or, or concerned. Right. So, you know, we need to, you know, follow suit and be with this peace, peace treaty. 
So uh, meme goes on. Cyrus gives this amazing speech. You know, he's saying how, you know, this hood is next to that hood. You know, these cats from this city, uh, from this borough, with this borough, nobody's killing nobody. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so it's a wonderful thing. We can do this on a regular basis. We ain't just got to do it right now because I say so. This is how it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, can you dig it? You know, everybody's <laughs> clapping. All of a sudden, the shot rings out. Cyrus is dead. Yeah. But now, a, a point that Cyrus made that was actually interesting was that, you know, he pointed out that the gangs were standing shoulder to shoulder, right? Yep. But he also gave a, an idea of how many people were in the gangs. Exactly. So there were 60,000 total people in the gangs. And there was only 20,000 police in the NYPD. Can you count, suckers? I say the future is ours. If you can count. You're standing right now with nine delegates from a hundred gangs. And there's over a hundred more. That's 20,000 hardcore members. 40,000 counting affiliates and 20,000 more not organized, but ready to fight. 60,000 soldiers. Now there ain't but 20,000 police in the whole town. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? So if they organized and became one force, they could basically take over the New York and there'd be nothing that the cops could do about it. Exactly. Basically the point he was trying to make, you know, so he gets shot and we actually find out early on who did it, you know, because it's, 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 they show him head on. It's the leader of the rogues shoots Cyrus. Yeah. And that's, that's Luther. Played by David Patrick Kelly. Yeah. And that guy, I don't care what he's in. I will always see this character. Well, he always plays a squirrely little worm in every movie. <laughs> he was, uh, I cannot think of the name of him. He was in another movie, a comedy, but he was the squirrely little worm in that movie too. Yeah, and he played this weirdo in uh, Twin Peaks also. Yeah. Wow. So he shoots, and then he wanted a warrior sees him which actually was Rembrandt, um, sees him do it and sees him with the gun. So he goes to haul off and shoot him. And um, No, it wasn't Rembrandt. Oh, it was the other dude. Um, I know. Yeah, it wasn't Rembrandt. It was the other cat. Yeah, it wasn't Rembrandt. It was Cowboy. It was Cowboy. Yeah, it was Cowboy sees him. So he points a gun at Cowboy, and then, of course, this Cowboy gets snatched up in a crowd and off. So then, then he sees Rembrandt, and then he said, "That's who did it. It was the Warriors. The Warriors killed Cyrus." No, you know what? We're still wrong. It wasn't. Rem- it wasn't Cowboy either. It was Fox. I'm looking at the pictures of him, and he's a uh, Rembrandt. The cowboy had the cowboy hat on. Yeah. And the guy who saw Luther do it had like a. Uh, he didn't have. He had like a fro almost, but. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that type of fro. That that type of fro. 
we ain't gonna go there. (laughs) But yeah, so Fox sees Luther shoot Cyrus, and Fox moves, or Luther moves to shoot him, but the crowd, uh, well, no, what happens is the the cops turn on the floodlights. Yeah. And it blinds uh, Luther, and he, um, and, and it allows Fox time to get away. So the part where I'm thinking about when he, because Rembrandt is the one he points at when he said the Warriors did it, and then Cowboy grabs Rembrandt and they run off. When, but he he pointed at um, he pointed at Cleon. He so said Cleon uh, happened. Remember, okay, um, when they were running off or whatever, Cleon was the one standing there like we didn't do anything, and you're right. He pointed and you know it's the Warriors. The Warriors did it. This and the other, yeah. but um, Fox and Rembrandt both saw him shoot. Cyrus and split, and they and ran off. Yeah. They ran. So yeah. then, all the other gangs. Well, actually, the the rifts started attacking Cleon, and they beat him to death. So no, yeah. no, 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 no. They elbowed him to death. They elbowed him, man. That was That's all you a, saw was all the brothers dropping elbows. That was a powerful elbow. <laughs> so then the warriors break through the gate. They get away, hide in the graveyard from the police, and then they start making their way back to Coney Island. Right. And so, and you're right about that whole trip. You know, that's not, I mean, you also have to think they were trying to do it when they weren't on the subway. They were doing it on foot. Well, that, that I was going to get to the part and the reason why they were on foot the whole time, because initially they were just running to the train station. Right. And they had to go through um, uh, Harlem, well, Manhattan and Harlem to get to it. Mm-hmm. So that's when they had their first encounter, the first game they, game they encounter was the Turnbulls, and they were on the school bus. Remember all of them were hanging off the bus and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first cats they had to run in with before they got on the train the first time. Right. So the reason why they ended up on foot is because another Mm -hmm. gang, which I think was probably the Rogues, set the train tracks on fire. And they had to get off the train and go on foot, and that's when they ended up running into the orphans. Right. And that's when they met... uh, That's when they met um, uh, Mercy. 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 Mercy, yeah. So, um, so they have their run in, uh, and that's that's one of my, my my favorite parts of the movie too. Is because at first it's just like there's eight warriors. Mm-hmm. It was nine of them before Cleon got got knocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was eight warriors trying to make it home, and they got to go through all these gang territories. So when they run into the orphans, it's fifteen plus of them outside at first. So Squan and um, Snow. No, it wasn't Snow. It was Swan and Cowboy walk over to them to talk to him or whatever. And the guys was like, you know, the orphan dudes like, oh, you know, we don't want no beef, this, that, and other, whatever. Just, you know, uh, we're a bad gang and, you know, we can kill anybody. And so, um, Sully was right. the warlord of the um, orphans. The orphans yeah. So he was like, you know, uh, you know, so, you know, you guys got past it. So then Mer- Mercy, she's, um, in the script, she's scripted as a prostitute of the orphans. Mm-hmm. Has she scripted? But she's just a loud mouth chick in a movie. Yeah, she's like a hanger on. Yeah. Just, so yeah. she's talking to Sully like, "You ain't no man. You gonna let them walk through here with their colors on?" And blah 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 blah. So then they was like, "Yeah, man, you gotta take your colors off." And Swan was like, "You know, f you, man. I'm not taking off nothing." Mm-hmm. So the orphans run off. So then they was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, they punks, whatever." They keep walking, and all of a sudden, every orphan, there's 30 of them in the gang. All of them come out. This is what happens when you mess with the orphans. So, like I said, my favorite part of the movie, 
Swan reaches over to one of the cats. He takes a satchel off, hands him a bottle. Mm. He rips off a piece of Mercy's dress, sticks it in a bottle, throws a Molotov on top of a car. Car blows up. Warriors take off. <laughs> that part was like, obvious. you know, you don't really expect it because he's like, what is he doing? He handed him a bottle. What's he going to do with that bottle? Then you see him light it up. Molotov cocktail. Molotov cocktail. Uh, um, now the the thing though is the the orphans when they did that, and we were going to talk about this too. We'll probably do it in a future episode. Is uh, there was a movie called The Wanderers that came out the same year as The Warriors. Yeah, and the same same basic premise: a uh, gang in New York, right? So there was this one gang called the Ducky Boys. Yeah. And you never knew how many ducky boys there were. <laughs> yeah. You'll see like a sprinkle over here and you turn around and you see a whole crowd of them. So Right. And so that's what this that's what the orphans reminded me of is just like you don't know how many of them of them there actually are. That's just the ones you saw. Yeah. Well, yeah, true, true that. Okay. Yeah. So now Mercy is running with the warriors. Right. She can't go back to the orphans because she was part of the reason why the Molotov cocktail took place. Right. So then the next ones they run into are the Baseball Furies. Mm-hmm. And that's when they get separated. Right. Because the Furies come and they all running together and stuff and the Furies is just in their little stride. They're not even breaking a sweat chasing them down. Yeah. It was like, I think we lost them. You see them running up the hill with their baseball bats in hand. So they end <laughs> up getting separated once they start fighting to get separated. So Right. And now um, we have to also, we can't forget that in this whole thing with them getting chased by the gangs, they're also being chased by the NYPD. Yes. Well, all the gangs are getting chased by the police, but yes. Right. So, so we, we got to look out for, no, that, that was the next thing. After they left the orphans, they actually had a fight with the police. Right. And that's when they got, no, no, that was before they fought the orphans. When they first got on the train. But anyway, so um, Baseball Fury, they get into a fight with them. Um, half of them run one way, five of them run one way, um, and then two of them end up splitting off, which is Rembrandt and I think Fox. Rembrandt and Fox. I think those are the two that ended up running into the Lizzie's. Oh, um, no. Um, the Rembrandt was one of them. Rembrandt, it was Rembrandt, Berman, and Cochise. Oh, that's right. It was three of them. Yeah. It was Cochise's now, brother. Uh, Fox was fighting with a cop and fell on the train tracks and got hit by a train. Yes, there you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that happened when they got to the scuffle with the cops before they ran into the Fury. Right. Yeah. Okay. Ran over by a train. Damn. Oh, man. Black. So um, they get separated. Swan and them get the better of the baseball fury and they keep running. Mm-hmm. Um, then the other three cats that went the other direction ended up running into which they thought was a good time with some females. Right. And they ended up partying. Um, Cochise is on the couch getting his tongue on. You know, uh, uh. Who, who was the other brother, the other dude? Rembrandt. No, no, Rembrandt was in a corner. He was kind of timid. Yeah. You know, Um, and the other dude was over there getting, you know, so then the chick asked the question, was like, "Um, you got, you know, you guys are the warriors? Mm -hmm. It's like, how you know about us? And then that chick locks the door. He said, yeah, you know, 
uh, you kill Cyrus, and then it goes south. Rembrandt gets cut. They start shooting. They start right. beating, fighting the girls and stuff. Yeah, it was. And then they finally got away. Yeah. Well, at the same time, Ajax is in the park trying to hit on this lady, and he, you know, he tries to, you know, get aggressive with her. Turns out she's an undercover cop. Yeah, that's when they, yeah, that was the other five that was trying to go through. And it was like, come on, he was like, no, I'm going to sit here and talk to this chick or whatever. So she kind of flirting with him. So yeah. the other dudes was like, you know, leave him be or whatever. He'll catch up. And they walk away. Right. And they're getting busted. Yeah. And they see him get busted. They don't even try to help him. No, nah, I mean, hey, he, he did it to himself. Yeah, that's true. But they All kept right. telling him, come on, man. We got to get back to Coney Island. <laughs> now, uh, something I want to point out, there's a couple of things. And it goes back to the whole thing about it being a Greek. Uh, based on a Greek story. Mm. So you have Ajax, which is a reference to a Greek warrior. Okay. You have um, his, this, and then you have the different, um, well, you have Cyrus. Cyrus was a Persian king. Mm. Um, you have, um, well, I mean, just the idea of that they're, they're, they have warlords, right? Yeah. So, for example, um, Berman, who was with um, um, Cochise and Rembrandt, mm -hmm. his title is the gang's bearer. Now, I saw that. Okay, so what I think that means is that if we were referencing the Greek version of the story, he was the flag bearer. Uh, because every, every army has a flag. But he was a co-founder also. Right. But basically, our Maybe the way that they say it in the movie is he's probably the one that designed their logo. Probably so. But yeah. at the same time, if him and Cleon created the Warriors, mm -hmm. why isn't he? Well, yeah, I guess it goes by who's the toughest too, huh? Well, yeah, but I mean, if you're the co-founder of the gang, you would have thought he would have challenged Schwan for leadership. Uh, he was the one that, when Ajax started uh, wolfing off after they escaped. He was the one that pretty much was like, "Hey, he's, you know, next in command. He's the he's the uh, the war the what's it called war chief." Yeah. Well, he so, basically crowned him, right? Yeah. 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 That's true. He didn't want no smoke. He didn't want their problem. <laughs> you gonna take care of that swan? That's right. Now the um, so okay, so you had um. Rembrandt was the artist, and now his his the reason why he was going was because Cleon wanted him to tag the area with the warriors, you know, that that their, their tag, so people know that the warriors were there. Yeah, he wasn't a fighter. He wasn't a fighter, you know, and that's why they told him. Like, yeah, and that's why they told him to stay low and you know don't don't uh, stay close, right? So that you you know nothing happens to you. Yeah. So, but um, so moving on. Um, so after the whole Lizzie situation, so now we have Ajax caught up. Uh, the other three guys are escaped from the Lizzies. Um, one has an injury. Remember, that is now cut. Uh, so he's wounded, and they're trying to make their way to um, uh, Union Union Station is where everybody's trying to meet up at. So that was the thing that. Um, Swan said, if we get separated, meet up at Union Station. Mm -hmm. So that's anybody. So if you get separated, that's where we're going to meet up. So that's where everybody's trying to get to. So now Swan and him end up in another 
train station and end up running into the punks. Mm -hmm. Now, by the name, you would figure punk rockers or, you know, kind of, uh, you know, gothy looking type kids or whatever, but no, their leader has on roller skates. They all have on overalls and, and, and uh, rugby shirts. Overalls or rugby they shirts? They all have on overalls and rugby shirts the whole game, but the leader has on roller skates. So he kind of sliding back and forth. So it was like, all right, you know, this is going to be a problem. We need to get out of here. So they end up hiding in the bathroom. Uh-huh. So then the leader of the other gang goes in, slides around, starts pushing the doors open. Um, no, you know what? This is at Union Station because Rembrandt was in there with him because he's the one that sprayed him in the face with the spray can. Right. So yes. they end up meeting back up at Union Station after that. Yeah. So then, yeah, so they're in the bathroom hiding. Do uh, bust the door open, Rembrandt sprays them, and then they have an all-out brawl in the bathroom. Yeah. Now, um, the the punks, their turf was the Bowery. Yeah. So that's... Um, what downtown meatpacking district? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, somewhere down that area. Um, and you know, listeners, if if you find a hole in the story, then comment, contact us, uh, Mr. Doja dot you know dot net, Mr. Doja Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know I'm wrong. We will be happy to correct ourselves if so. Because we're not from New York, we're from California, so yeah. There it is. So, um, yeah, so they get into it with the punks, end up, you know, winning that battle, and then moving on. Um, so they running from another gang in New York, uh, in Harlem, called the Hurricanes. They get through them. And it's not really a fight. It's more so of a scene of them moving through New York. Um, they end up back on the train from Union Station after fighting with the uh, punks. And then they're on their way back to Coney Island. Mm -hmm. So um, keep in mind the DJ who's unnamed, but it's uh, Lynn um, Thickman, but she's telling people what's going on, like blow by blow, like, okay, they got past these guys, you know, who's next? They got past the baseball fury. They got past the Lizzie's. They got past the punks. You know, who's going to take the, you know, these guys is better than y'all think they are. All right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, who's going to take them down and then, um, the riffs are pretty much on edge because you know every so often you'll see a the 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 new warlord of the riff standing there and do walk up to him. Yeah, you know the guys in um, Harlem couldn't get him or whatever. They got past them, and so he's getting all frustrated. So now they like pretty much like, well, we got to handle this ourselves. Right. So then they head out to go try to find the warriors. Right. Now the the um so the the DJ. Mm -hmm. She's referencing back to the original story. So she'd be the oracle, the one that actually is telling the story, right? So when you're, you're sitting around the campfire or whatever, she'd be the one that basically tells you what happened, yeah. you know? Um, now the part that I think the part that I didn't get about this movie was the relationship between Ajax and the rest of the gang. Because Ajax was 
was just an ass. And it was like, why are you guys running with this fool? Because, <laughs> well, you know. To answer that question, the reason why is because a Ajax wasn't scared of a fight. So if they ever got down, they knew Ajax was going to pop off. Yeah. That's the yeah. reason why he ran with them. But again, if you think about it, Swan was the same way. He just wasn't mouthy. He just wasn't mouthy. All yeah, of them yeah, were. None of them true. was punks. They just weren't. Ajax was the one that talked all the crap. Yeah. And, you know, he had to prove he was a tough guy by his words before he put hands on you. Where everybody else was like, you know what? I'm going to lay back and see what happens. And I might have to kill this fool. Right. You know? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, it's just, it, it, it stood out to me that, you know, his, his temper was in such a way where you just knew this guy was going to cause problems for us. Yeah. And he eventually did. And he eventually did. Yeah. Then he eventually getting himself caught up. And they let him hang himself. You know, it was like, dude, come on, we need to go. No, I'm going to get this, this chick and da-da-da-da. And now he's locked up. And I think that's what a, – a part of me thinks that if, if – say this was real. A part of me thinks that they saw what was going to happen and they were hoping it would happen. Nah, I don't think so. Because at the end of the day – regardless on how Ajax acted and, and, and how much of an ass he was, they still were crew. They still was family. They still were part of the same gang. Yeah. So they were still pissed that he got busted, even though he did it to himself. Mm -hmm. But it was still like, damn, Ajax, man. You know, the homie got locked up. You know what I'm saying? So it still was uh, – and, again, that's another fighter you don't have now. And now they all know that. That's true. When they that's somebody who you knew had your back that no longer has your back because now he's locked up. Yeah, no, that's true. You know? Yeah. So, no, that's a good point. So, um, you know, moving on. So they get back to Coney Island, but they still need to get to, they're trying to get to the fairgrounds at Coney Island because that's there where all their weapons and their stash and everything so they know they can protect themselves. Right. So they get out there and they're confronted by the rogues. Yeah. So they they see them coming. They see them in the cars. Rogues have cars. The, the warriors are on foot. Mm -hmm. So they see them coming or whatever. So all of a sudden they're hiding out. Then you start hearing the bottles clinging. Clink, 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 clink. <laughs> warriors come out to play. You know, so he does it over there. And it's ir it's so it's like if it was me. And I knew I wanted to fight. I was he's irritated, so I'm like, I right, this dude. So then the warriors start finding any and everything to fight with. Yeah, they start breaking off signs. They start pulling poles apart. Just anything and everything they can fight with. Yeah. Even Mark Mercy gets a bottle, my bottle and breaks, and so it's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut somebody. <laughs> so it was like, all right, no more hiding. So they come out from hiding and end up on the beach. Yeah. And then. Um, you know, um, Luther and the Rogues show up or whatever, and they was like, yeah, you know, and they was like, dude, we didn't kill Cyrus. And he was like, you know, I know you didn't kill Cyrus. I killed Cyrus. And he points a gun at him or whatever. So they have like a verbal altercation. And then it's about to go down. Um, he goes to try to shoot Swan, and Swan throws a knife and it hits him in the hand. Right. And yeah. he drops the gun. Yeah. So then the Rifts show up. Right. And I'm this dude is like, it's a beautiful black scene, man. Made man march status. I swear it was over 100 brothers in, in karate gear. Yeah. So they, yeah. they get there, they surrounded the warriors and the rogues. Yeah. So then the leader of 
the uh, refs walks up to him and he looks at Swan and Swan said, are we good? And he kind of, he looked down at uh, Luther, mm. nods his head and Luther was like, no, it wasn't us. They killed, you know, they killed Cyrus. It wasn't us. But again, he admitted to it. He had the gun. So they, they, you know, they, they, they saw what went down. Right. They, they split like the Red Sea. The Warriors walked through there and the refs let the rogues have it. Yeah, well, and then... Now, hold on, before you go on, the fun fact is, like I said, the rogues were the arch rivals to the rifts anyway. Anyway. Right. So now you're our arch rivals. You killed our boss and you framed these cats. These dudes had to struggle to get home. And now you made us come all the way to Coney Island. Oh, yeah, you got to get it. Well, and then the fact that the when Luther killed Cyrus, even after he admitted that he killed Cyrus, he didn't have a real reason to do it other than to cause mayhem. Yeah. Well, he wanted to get Cyrus out the way anyway because he felt he was better than Cyrus was. Well, yeah, but I mean the the you know, you 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 waste the leader of the biggest gang and you do it without any type of plan for tomorrow, right? You just do it just to do it and see what happens, right? I mean yeah. It was just going to create chaos anyway. Well, I think, honestly, I think by all intentions that Luther had, because being that they were the only real rivals to the Rips, mm-hmm. because they didn't mention in the, in the script or in anything that I looked up, they didn't mention anything about any other gang having beef with the Rips but the Rogues. But the Rogues, yeah. So they had the most to gain with Cyrus being dead. Yeah. Yeah, well, they they probably would try to take over their territory, exactly. and and if they become the biggest gang in New York after the Rips, then they can run things and cause all the mayhem all over New York if they wanted to. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Now, it, funny thing about this movie is that the movie's only ninety three minutes long. Yeah, it's not a long movie. It's not a long movie. It's like maybe an hour and a half, right? Um, its budget was four million dollars. How much did it make? 22.5 it was a great movie man right now what it was so they they had a some controversy when it came out because apparently it was very popular with gang members of course right and (laughs) so they had some instances of fights and apparently someone was uh got shot dude you remember when colors came out it was movie theaters with bloods on one side of the theater and crips on the other side. Yeah, colors was way worse. <laughs> nah, well, I'm just saying it, it wasn't way worse. It was just a different time and different type of gangbanging. And well, the whole other side of the country. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So, quick note about colors. So, colors was a Dennis Hopper movie. Dennis Hopper directed it, and it was about crips and bloods in Los Angeles. Uh uh-uh. uh Crips and bloods and essays in Los Angeles. And Hispanic gangs, yes. Yeah, because they had the biggest, they was the biggest gang out there. They was doing them, they, they pretty much ended the movie. Yeah. Well, the the thing was, it was about gang life as it really was. Yeah. As opposed to the Warriors, which is more of a fantastical version of um, gangs and gang warfare. Well, to be honest with you, from what I've seen and you know, documentaries and for people that I physically know from New York that grew up in that era, that's Mm -hmm. actually how it was. Every borough 
and every project pretty much had their own, you know, gangs or whatnot. So the warrior was a, it was a made up story, but it still was pretty much true to the life of gangs in that time um, in New York. Probably it may have been fictional gangs, but they still were. Yeah. Well, probably more like the structure of the gangs. Yeah, know, and the, I'm just saying Hell's how Kitchen. you know Hell's Kitchen had their gangs, Harlem yeah. had their gangs, you know. But so it was pretty much like like that. The Bronx and Brooklyn was, you know, no. That's most of the the stories I've seen about New York gangs was mainly the Bronx and Brooklyn. Right. Well, and then um, the. And Queens, and Queens, and Queens, yeah. Well, but you also the the way that like the baseball furies, right? There's no gang will be running around New York like that. <laughs> you don't know that, dude. This was the '70s. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? That's when funk was in too, though. You do you see? Hey, uh, the your favorite gang? What was the Boppers? Yeah, uh-huh. they were like a boy band. <laughs> they wore leotards and 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 shiny vests. Yeah, that's true. Top hats. And top. Well, no, the top hats were the high hats. Oh, high hats. Okay. The way yeah, they wore fedoras. Now, the the high hats were great because they were they were mimes. It, 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 it's like you you would imagine that a mime is probably in a gang, just because who who does that? <laughs> fun, fun fact: It was actually one motorcycle gang out of all those gangs involved in that movie. Yeah. They were called Satan's Monsters. Satan's, yeah. It was the only MC in the movie. Yeah, everybody else was like street gangs or biker gang. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, the movie was the okay. It was not aside from Cyrus's speech. It did not have great dialogue, but quite frankly, we weren't really there. To differ. Okay, give give me something. And the reason why I, I, I disagree is because the way that they talked was the way that youngsters in that time frame talk. I know people that talk, I talk like that sometimes now. You don't That's call just how nobody. street cats You don't talk. call nobody magic. magic. <laughs> said magic. When they asked him, what, is they, what do they know about Cyrus? Magic, man. Pure magic. <laughs> yeah, but, but still, in that time frame, just like we say, we said fresh. Back in the eighties, nobody yeah. say fresh no more. Yeah. Right now, everything is lit. So you know, what I'm saying it, it goes with the time. They talk different then, but still the same type of lingo. The Absolutely. conversations they had is conversations that you know we had in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, I, I, you will never you will never hear me say lit in a sentence. Well, yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so. Um, the movie itself was good. My, one of my favorite parts about this movie, or favorite aspects of this movie, is the fact that every time they went to a cutscene, it turned into a comic strip. It was a scene from a comic book. Every time they switched from one scene to another scene, like um, when the Warriors escaped, uh-huh. it's the freeze frame. It turned them into cartoon-like characters. On the bottom, it says they escaped. Then it switched to another page, and it says, "But holy shit!" And then. It, that once that scene starts, it's a whole other part of uh, drama in a different part of the city. Yeah. Well, now there was there's actually two versions of the movie. The there there's the the there's the theatrical cut, and then there's the home video version. And the home video version does what you're describing. 
The okay. theatrical version didn't do that. Well, the one that I've always, the one I remember the most is the one that did that. So I guess it is the home because we had the movie at home. Yeah, the, Actually, the home, the home video and the DVD version do yeah. that. The original was just a straight movie. And again, the movie came out in '79. The VHSs came out in the '80s. In the early '80s. The DVD didn't come out until the 2000s. Yeah. So. Now it's funny though because the it, and it actually goes to show the the quality of the movie under the circumstances because sometimes when you transfer a, a movie that old into new formats you lose something yeah and you really didn't lose anything with the warriors like last episode we talked about ninja three and ninja three the domination didn't didn't make the leap to digital very well because it wasn't filmed on digital it was never meant to be put on any format other than what it was originally filmed in. I'm so you pissed know. at you right now, bro. Huh? I'm so pissed off at you right now. Why? You brought that damn shit show back up again. <laughs> it's for... Never bring that movie up again. It's for educational purposes. Ah, bro. It's like... Ah, bro. <laughs> ah, bro. Nah. Yeah, we got to catch that fade when we see each other again, bro. Oh, whatever. You stepped over the line. Yeah. Oh, another fun fact. What's up? The D12's fight music is based on Warriors. Yes, it is. The video was, yeah. A warrior. The video was. I used to love that. I used to love that song. Yeah. It's a lot um, of, like, um, on um, the Death Squad's album, El Nino. Mm-hmm. Keith Murray does pretty much the whole Cyrus speech. He just changed it, changed it into talking about rappers than gangs. Ah, uh, okay. He does the "Can You Dig It" and everything, and then they use that that sample of him saying it on on the song itself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he did pretty much the whole speech. It's so funny it was, because they so it was referenced in um, in a Twisted Sister album. Mm-hmm. It was referenced in a Wu-Tang Clan album. Of course. It was referenced on American Dad. Well, yeah, it was referenced on the uh, Red Meth album, too, Blackout. Yeah, it was referenced on The Simpsons. It was referenced, it was even referenced in Bob's Burgers. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, it's a classic movie, man. That movie, dude, that, that movie was standing the test of time, I swear. That's one movie that you can watch at any time and enjoy it every single time. You can watch it straight through without interruption. It's, it's an amazing movie. Well, and you think that <clears throat> the two parts, Cyrus's speech and Warriors Come Out to Play, it doesn't matter the context. When you hear that, you know what it, where it's from. Exactly. Even if you've never seen the movie, you know where that's from. Well, yeah, well... A lot of people, like younger people, will probably think it's from the songs they've heard it in. Yeah, they true. wouldn't reference it from the movie unless they're in the movies like that. Mm. You know, but as far as us movie buffs, it's an amazing movie. Yeah, no, no, um, it's 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 a good movie, and it's one of it. I mean, they it has a cult status, but considering it made so much more than its budget, I I'd, I'd call it a success as far yeah. as. Uh, um movies go i mean you do have to take into account when that was but still yeah true exactly for a movie made in the 70s 
And pretty, you know, four million dollars is low budget, regardless of the time frame. No, no. So it was a low budget movie that made way more than 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 it than it cost to make it, and you know, it's still making money to this day because they have to pay these people in order to use those samples and use those references yeah. for the TV shows and, and songs and stuff. So, well, apparently, the guy that played Cyrus sued Rockstar when they made the Warriors video game. Because they didn't, because a lot of times when you reference or or do a quote or something or have someone say the line, Mm -hmm. it's usually the line, but someone else is saying it. So what happened here, apparently they used the actual footage from the movie. But again, for him to have sued them, he must have ad-libbed some of that. True. That's a good point. Yeah. He probably ad-libbed some of that. And it probably was his speech that he wrote for the movie. They probably, hey, can you say a fancy speech? Because that right there, out of all the dialogue in the movie, that's completely different than anything that's else is said in that movie. Yeah, true. But that might have been his speech that he wrote for the movie. Yeah. Well, no, that's 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 a good point because that was probably it was it was eloquent. You know the 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 speech he gave, you know, and it it made sense, and it 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 had, you know, like an objective, you know, it was, <laughs> you know, and uh, so no, that's a good point. That that might be that actually might be the might be the the case. Yeah, yeah. So the director of the movie was. Uh, Walter Hill, and Walter Hill made uh, 48 Hours. Ah, another classic. Yeah. 48 Hours, uh, another 48 Hours. Uh, he made, uh, let's see, uh, Brewster's Million. I love that movie, too. And he, he didn't make it, but I believe he was involved in the production of Alien. All right. Yeah. So, another fun fact. Him, the director and the producer worked together on the 48 Hours, on Brewster's Billions, on The Warriors, of course. Um, but did that director direct Jumping Jack Flash, too? Um, hmm. No, I don't have. I don't see the listing of his uh, credits. Okay, so this producer, um, Lawrence Gordon, is a producer. Mm-hmm. So he started making producing movies from Dillinger, Dillinger with um, Warren Beatty in 1973. Oh yeah, that was his first movie. Then he did Hard Times, Rolling Thunder, The End, The Driver. You know, of course, the, the Warriors. But he also did. 48 Hours, Brewster's Million, Jumping Jack Flash, The Predator, mm. Die Hard, mm. you know, Canine, I remember Canine, Die Hard 2, Predator 2, The Rocketeer, Waterworld, Boogie Nights, Mystery Men. So this dude has been doing movies. The Laura Croft Tomb Raider with um, Angela Jolie, he did that. And the remake after that, he did Watchmen, Hellboy 1 and 2, and the new Hellboy. This dude is just all over the place making movies, producing movies. So I see why now with his list of movies he did after this. Well, um, 
the reason why this guy made this movie the way he made it or helped make this movie what it was. He's yeah. a hell of a producer. Well, the um, he's the Dr. Dre of movies. Dr. Dre movies. Um, yeah, because uh, I remember seeing that his logo, the uh, uh, Lawrence Gordon Gordon logo. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he yeah he uh, he did Point Break. Ah, yeah. Yeah. With another awesome movie. That's I mean. that's Point Break, nineteen ninety one, and there's only one point. Break. <laughs> Dude, just like there's only one Judge Dredd, there's only one Robocop. Exactly. They, they re, I, dude, if they remake this movie, do I swear? I'm, I'm going to get So, a, now movie. that you brought that up, I'm glad you brought that up because apparently the Russo brothers were supposed to be making it into a TV show. I would rather them do that than make another movie. Yeah. Do a TV show. And the Russo Brothers would be an amazing team to do it. Yeah. No, I, I, I would actually like to see that. I would watch that. Yeah, I'd watch that. That would be cool. Um, yeah, so the Warriors. So, um, and again, um, who is the costume designer of this? So we, you know, I, I want to call her and, and tell her about herself. So... <laughs> No, but no, seriously. But I mean, it was it was even for that for it to be you know overalls and roller skates, uh, baseball Yankees baseball outfits and and um, you know makeup or face face paint. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Top hats and 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 and, and, and mimes and top hats and stuff. It it it, it all gelled together, it made sense because it was like this area people are you know dressed like this. This area people dressed like they were separating them from the air it according to the areas they were in right you know which i which i, I i'm okay with you know yeah. it was it was a great movie and it it's it's for it was all shot at night except for the very end and that alone has its own complications because you know filming requires proper lighting and and they managed to make it look and feel in the middle of the night and terrible parts of town. You know, it gave you that that feeling, you know? So, no, hats off to the director on that one. Now, I'm, I'm reading this. It says that they their journey was 30 miles. 30 miles. They yeah. had to travel 30 miles, and most of it was on foot. Yeah. That's well, and, I, and like I said, and, and I agree with you on, on that part where – you know, it's it's thirty miles on foot, and it takes three train. Uh, you have to take three trains to get from where they started to where they needed to go. Yeah. Right. And thirty miles on foot is is far. You know. So yeah, I, I it it you look at a map of New York and like. Like Mr. Joseph said, we're not, we're from California, so we don't, you know, a New York block is like four of our blocks, <laughs> you know. New York blocks is, but again, I, I, the city, I, I've been there a few times. I love the city. I love New York. I love New York. Yeah. But, New York. Uh, yeah, um, 1979, man. That's right. It's, uh. So out of, out of all the characters in the movie, 
or I should say the gangs, who who was your favorite gang in the movie? Well, like I said, I, 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 the Boppers. Um, close second would be the Baseball Furies. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, I think those are probably my two because they're the, they're the most memorable for me. Well, my favorite would be the Riffs because they were all badass karate bands. <laughs> <laughs> all brothers that can kick your ass with a karate chop to the throat. Oh, so them and then I, then the Warriors, of course, mainly because um, even though um, there was only a few of them, and it seemed like it was less of them than it was every other gang there. Yeah, there's only yeah. It was it was because again it was nine of them, but it, they were the rest of the gangs looked like they were like twenty deep or better. Well, now here's the thing that um, that I caught in Cyrus's speech that I don't know, I think it was kind of brushed off, is that they he said representatives yeah. of the gangs. So as far as we know, there could have been way more warriors. Those are just the ones that went. But but yeah, true that. But again, now that I I, I said what I said, you just said what you said. It makes sense. So all of those people who were there were um, delegates from the other games. Mm -hmm. So it might have been just nine of every game. Because remember, it was over 100 games in New York. Right. So if you get nine from 100 games, that's 900 damn people. Right. Right. <laughs> so and, it would make sense on why with so many people here. Yeah. And plus, if you only had nine people in your gang, you're not going to be a gang for very long. I know that wasn't all the warriors that were there. I know yeah. that. That's well, see, and that's why that's that's why I think a, a TV show would have been uh, a, a would be a great idea because you could expand on the warriors and and see that there's more than just these guys. Yeah, but then again, you know what, what I just thought about? If there would have been, like, say, in the '80s, that this took place mid '85, say '85. They would have went to a pay folder page, the other warriors. Right. And put a code in that meant meet, meet us at the beach. Right. Well, that that was that that's what I was just thinking about when when you just said that. You know, it's like if there were more warriors, I think somebody would want to make a phone call, right? <laughs> they was hopping turd styles. They didn't have no change in their pockets. No, oh, and and the funniest part, and I don't know if you caught it. But at the beginning of the movie, when they're all going to the meeting, uh -huh. you had some of the people were so civically minded, they were paying the toll for everybody. Oh, that, you know what? But what's funny is it's a gang called, let me see if I can find it. But it's a gang that they mentioned that was, that they mentioned that. That they were paying the tolls, uh, paying. Um, they were in single file line, mm -hmm. and yeah, they were paying it. their tolls as they were supposed to. Yeah, that just cracks me up. I'm like, wait a minute. All right, <laughs> they were like, they were they were organized like that. They they purposely did that. They were, um, you know, just like, tight. Okay, we're going to be in a straight line. We're going to be. Um, we're going to make sure that we follow all the laws and all the rules and stuff or whatever. They were just really organized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one way to stay out of trouble, right? <laughs> but then they have um, 
like I said, it was it was so many freaking gangs that they couldn't even fit them all in a daggone movie. Yeah, it was actually another gang called the VC Rangers that wore fedoras, but they had you know they were just in the park scene. Yeah, well, now that park scene alone, I mean, geez, imagine trying to wrangle that many people during a scene. And like I said, it was filmed at night. And, you know, after a while, people start getting agitated. People start doing their own thing. But you have a film, you have a scene to film. You know, so that, that again, speaks to the, the, um, the director. You know, he was able to keep all that organized. And, you know, you know what's something that's funny? Um, the uh, hi-hats. You said they were mimes. They're mimes, yeah. They're scripted as clowns. I don't. I wouldn't call those clowns. If you look, you look at the at the information the the, the from the film. They are listed as they as being clowns. Clowns. Yeah, they just got the white faces. They don't have any. Puppy. I'm not. Hey, I know what I saw. <laughs> I saw the same thing you saw, brother. I'm just saying how they put it in in the description. Well, no, and that that that. I mean, well, you have to think they really weren't expecting this much scrutiny of what they were doing. <laughs> so, then they had a, uh, another gang called the Moon Runners from the Bronx that were dressed like they were doing jazzercise. That's right. how they. That's how they describe their outfits: the jazzercise outfits. Jazzercise. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, some of them stood out uh, more so than others because of what they looked like and what they had on. Yeah, well, I mean, and and to be fair, you want to be noticed because you want to, you know, represent your turf, right? Your hood. So you got to do something that draws attention to you. Well, like, because the orphans just look like a bunch of ratty kids. They were orphans. Yeah, they're like orphans, right? They didn't really yeah, like, like Annie and them, you know. It's a hard act life. Yeah, we know. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, I think that uh, about wraps it up there, sir. Yeah, that was a that was an interesting one. Yeah. So, everyone, I uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, put them in the comments below. And we hope you will like and subscribe to the channel yes, because please. we do this every week. And we're going to talk about not just classics. We're going to talk about more recent movies. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to talk about some other topics and we'll see where it goes. So uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah. So, uh, like uh, Mr. Dragon Wolf Tech said, hope you guys enjoy. I'm Mr. Doja. I'm Dragon Wolf Tech. And this is Ask a Brother Podcast, signing off. And we out.